Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good, Good morning, morning, Russell. Good morning, Good morning everyone. And we say, "Good morning, Father." Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you that you are here, that you have called us here to be with you. We thank you for the great week gone by, for the restful weekend, for all the time that you have given us with our family, with our friends, with our dear ones. We thank you, Father, that we are alive, that we are well. We thank you that we are safe. We thank you that you have given us a roof over our head and food on our table. And we thank you that you feed us spiritually as well, Lord, through your spiritual manna, the word. When we come to you, every time you call us, you grant us a revelation, you grant us that word that takes root in us and helps boost our prayer life because of what we have learned and the new principles we have gained and the extent to which we know you personally. And the peace and joy which you give us, Father, we share with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, this prayer family, those that are beneficiaries of any request made on the group, those that have no one to pray for them. We also share it with those that are Christians and don't know you yet, and all those that do not want to know you. That their hearts be quickened and their steps be turned towards you, Father. Every veil before their eyes be torn apart to reveal your glory. So as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name, the name of our maker, the great I am, who is able to make every grace abound towards us, that we might not be found lacking in anything, when he is our shepherd, the one who is the lifter of men, the God of hope, the God of peace, the God of patience, who is a consuming fire, the father of lights, who destroyed our enemy, tall as the cedars they may have stood, and strong as an oak, yet you destroyed them, Father, the fruits from above and their root from beneath. This is what your word in 2 Amos says. And we thank you for that, Father. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. The only name given under heaven through which we have salvation, through which we have redemption. The name at which every knee in heaven on earth and under the earth must bow. The way, the truth, and the life, the Lord who heals is he. And he has enriched us in all utterance and knowledge. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the Lord who in the midst of his people is mighty, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of victory, the spirit of light and truth, the one who powered Jesus' ministry, who gave a void and formless earth its shape and life, the one who gives life to our mortal body. That we are raised up just like Jesus was, from being dead in the spirit to being alive. And it is he now who quickens us that we are charged to hear from you, Father, in the spirit and gain your revelation. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with your word, with your spirit. You have blessed us with the gift of prayer whereby we can not only commune with you, but we can legally authorize you to step in into all those challenges where we feel out of our depths. 
We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with family, with friends that represent your love, the image and likeness that you created us in so that we might learn of how you love by seeing that love there. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with angels and destiny helpers as well that stand for us in our times of need and our times of challenges and difficulty. We thank you, Lord, that you give us your revelation this day. And as we make our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and pray by the precious blood of Jesus. And also, we herald the power in our word when we quote Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, knowing that life and death is in the power of our tongue. And we declare that as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it will yield seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so shall our words be that go out of our mouths. It will not return to us empty, but will accomplish that which we desire this day and will achieve the purpose for which we send it in accordance with the will of the Father and declared in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Today's reflection, we touch on worship. In John 4, verse 23. When Jesus was ministering to the Samaritan woman at the well, he made a statement there and he said, the hour is coming and is now when true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such worshippers to worship him. So God is seeking true worshippers. Now today, let's look at what it really means to worship in spirit and in truth because the Father wants you that way. He wants your worship to be that way. And actually got me intrigued as well. Am I worshipping the way the Father wants me to worship or am I missing something? Jesus himself criticized <coughs> the worship of the religious leaders of his day. In Matthew 15, verses 8 and 9, we see that he said, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. So this is what we need to be aware of. Ask yourself, is my worship just lip service where Shanine sings beautifully and so I join in that song for its melody and for its music? Or I only sing at mass in church or at the rosary, but outside of that, nothing. Or even during that time, there's no worship or connection with God. It is just my singing because that is a hymn that is sung at that time. Is that what my what I count as my worship? And is that the right way to do it? It is time for us to evaluate ourselves. True worship must engage the heart, the affections, the totality of our being. So let's break it down then to understand what it really means. 
And the first part says, in the spirit, worship in the spirit. And this means in your spirit. Where your spirit is joined to the Holy Spirit and is one with him. And as Brother Vivek has taught us, then we must be led by the Holy Spirit. Look at what Psalm 80 verse 18 and then again John 6, 65 say. They both say the same thing. No man can come to God unless they are quickened in the spirit. And when you are quickened in the spirit, that's when he leads you. Be led by him. Paul said in Philippians 3 verse 3 that Christians who are of the circumcision worship by the spirit of God. They glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. That is no confidence in their abilities. They glory in Christ and give him credit for everything, point towards him at all times. And they worship by the spirit of God. So worship by being led by the spirit. And he speaks to you, listen to him, be led by him. The next is worship in truth. Your worship is limited to your knowledge of the person you are worshipping. You can't worship the person beyond what you know of them. When you know the person less, and so only believe on the things that occur around him, on the signs and the wonders, then we are bordering on idolatry. Idol worship. Be very careful of that. A lot of us tend to go blind. Unfortunately, going blind is not faith. Faith comes from the knowledge of the word, the truth. Worship in truth is possible only when you are given revelation, when that truth becomes real to you. And that comes from scripture. Your worship must be guided and informed by who God is and what he is like. Get to know him as a person. Seek his face, not his gifts, not his things that he gives, not the benefits. Seek him as a person. Only then is there a connection. And it's the Holy Spirit who awakens in us an understanding of God who stirs up, stirs us up to celebrate and rejoice and to give thanks. It is he who makes Jesus real to us. So what can you do to know him more? Go and read your Bible every day. That's the first step. And then listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling us as he makes what we have read real to us. Tell him, I want to know you more. Reveal yourself to me, Lord. And he will. And when you know him more, then your heart is connected to him. Now, it is important to remember that it is not the thrills and the chills that you experience when you worship. So what about the emotions that you feel during worship? A lot of people dispute this, that it is not about emotions. And yet, during worship, some cry, others feel warm and cozy, yet others feel joy and peace. So do emotions play a part in your worship then? 
truth without emotion, as John Piper says, will produce a scripture reciting Orthodox Church of artificial admirers. They are in awe of him, but the heart does not have a connection. And on the other extreme, when it's only emotions without the truth, without knowing him, then that produces shallow thinking, shallow faith and a poor connection with a God that they do not know. And so again, there is a danger of superstition here. Worshipping something that you do not know or understand. Just as Jesus pointed out to the Samaritan woman in John 4 verse 22, where he said, you Samaritans worship what you do not know, but we Jews worship what we know. And he was talking about knowing God there, rather than worshipping him without knowing, singing to a God we don't know and we don't relate to, we don't connect with. So what then? We must remember that Jesus is love and his relationship is based on love. So that involves knowing God and then loving him with all your heart. That is with all your emotional love based on what you know of him as a person. Now here I'd like to remember, I'd like us to remember what Jesus taught us about the greatest commandment of all. We see that in Matthew 22 verse 37, where he said, the greatest commandment of all is this, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. So with your spirit, with your emotion and with your intellect, which is guided by the word. The intellect knows, the emotion feels, the heart connects and the spirit is joined to the Holy Spirit as one. When you love him for who he is, as revealed to you by the Holy Spirit through scripture and are connected to him as a person from your heart, then your worship is filled with that love and that is exactly what the Father is seeking, that kind of worship. Someone who will worship him in spirit and truth. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we understand what this really means. That we are able to, that we focus more of our time on knowing you through your word. Understanding your nature, your persona. Connecting to you. And as we get to know you more through that word, Lord, to love you more. So that when we sing our praise, our worship, we sing it from the heart. It is not just lyrics on the screen that we follow, but we sing to someone we really love. Let that be our form of worship, where we surrender everything before him, place all our crowns before him, empty ourselves out in total submission and only have a heart filled with love. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we pray also for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray in a special way for all those that are battling sickness and disease. 
for all those that are hospitalized. <clears throat> we pray for all families that are embattled, that are facing division and separation, misunderstandings and confusion. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially prayerlessness, lack of knowledge, ignorance, busyness, and poverty that are designed to keep your people in subjection, in slavery, that they might not raise their head up to find, to know you more, to find out more about you and to connect with you through prayer and through worship. We ask for your light to touch these lives, Lord, that the yoke of that slavery is broken once and for all. We pray also for all our families and our friends, our personal needs as well, Lord, we raise before you. We ask of you to quicken all those that have not yet received their gift of salvation, that they might call on your name and we know that, that they might not end up in shame when they call on your name. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we release our prayer in faith, making it a prayer of agreement with each other and being joined with the Holy Spirit as one spirit, that prayer is made under an open heaven and you offer your revelation, Lord, the answer to the question that we are asking you concerning our circumstance this day or the ones that we are praying for. That prayer is an answered prayer, Lord. We offer it to you and we ask you take over. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in, those that are praying for the gift, to release your tongue and your faith and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Sakata <laughs> I 
The scripture being given today is from Philippians 1, 19 and 20. Yes, and I shall rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I shall not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage now, as always, Christ will be honoured in my body, whether by life or by death. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat, and this is from Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 28 and 29, quoted from the NIV, where it says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. you are being blessed by these reflections and by the reflections that brother Savio shares on our telegram group and the Facebook page please share them with the one that you know needs to hear that message the most today identify that person and send it to them that their life can be transformed by that message it is also shared on your social media pages also a reminder about our Bible study session this week, we will have a continuation of last week's topic, the second part of the Holy Spirit, self-effacing servant, consuming fire, where we will continue to learn that the Holy Spirit is a humble, self-effacing servant, and he does not attract attention to himself. And we will also learn that he is a consuming fire. We shall post links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube. 
later this morning on our telegram group please share that with your friends and family and invite them to join us on friday and let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our lord jesus christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us and overtakes us let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of jesus and for his glory be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great week ahead everyone thank you russell, thank you, russell. god bless everyone bless you